The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out and save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to e-commerce SEO strategy week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing everything that you need to know to modernize your e-commerce SEO strategies for 2021. Joining us for e-commerce SEO strategy week is Tyson Stockton, who is the vice president of services at Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. And today, Tyson and I are going to talk about the evolving SERP landscape. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first installment of e-commerce SEO week with Tyson Stockton, Searchmetrics' Vice President of Services. Tyson, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. What's going on, Ben? Glad to be back and happy to be talking about one of my favorite industries and segments in SEO. You know, e-commerce is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's actually where I got my feet wet in SEO, me and this crazy guy, Jordan Cooney. I'm familiar. He says he was running the eBay SEO team. I'd like to think that I was, but in reality, neither of us knew what the heck we were doing at the time. But I did learn a little bit about SEO and a lot about e-commerce. So the landscape has changed since the 1970s when I worked at eBay. (laughs) First off, talk to me a little bit about how e-commerce is evolving and let's talk about what's happening first and foremost with what the users see, which is the SERP. So I think from 2020 going into 2021, I anticipate that this is gonna be another really, really strong year for e-commerce. And from the user perspective, it's certainly evolving and kind of moving in the same pace. And we've talked about it before on the podcast, but the competition battleground between Amazon and Google has been heating up. 
And when you look at Google, they've really made some strides and some big steps in changing how they present product information and how they're monetizing it, but then also just the overall experience from users searching products, categories, top of funnel information. And I anticipate that we're actually really going to see a lot of that continued change through this upcoming year. So 2020 was a big departure in terms of the e-commerce landscape from the norms, obviously, because we were all locked inside the house. And, you know, I think that consumer behavior shifted last year. And so when we think about not only being strapped in front of our laptops or our phone and we're forced to work from home, but we couldn't go to the mall. When you think about that landscape shift, what are some of the biggest things that you've noticed in terms of how Google has tried to take advantage of the situation? Yeah, I think one of the really, really visible examples is around product searches within the SERPs. And this last year, they've really expanded out the presence. And I believe it was Cindy Crum from Mobile Moxie when she was kind of calling it basically the product knowledge graph. And it was a similar experience from the knowledge graph that we're all well aware of. But this product knowledge graph essentially is the same thing. And when you're doing more granular product name searches, that entire experience is just dominating the whole portion of the mobile experience. So when you look at that, then you look at the additional elements that are on especially mobile searches, there's very, very little room compared to in the past on the traditional organic listings. And so with that, it's changing the landscape in the sense of the experience shifting and changing, but it also shifts a little bit of kind of the strategy and it also further raises the importance of having strong structured data and schema markup to have presence in that experience, which is very different than how you might compete with a more traditional kind of like standard, hey, I'm trying to get this page ranking in number one, number two. My takeaway from last year is there's an intent shift. And that when somebody used to look for, I'm trying to think of what the last e-commerce related search term I had, let's say basketball hoop, I'm looking for a new hoop for my house. The search result previously might've been locations of Dick's Sporting Goods. It was where to go to get a basketball hoop. And now it is very much here is what you need to know about individual basketball hoops. And that's just one search term example. And I haven't even conducted the search in a while. But I think that the location based or directions or places to research where to buy something is not the intent of a user when they enter in a product related search query anymore, because nobody wants to leave the house right now. So when you think about not only what's happened on mobile and potentially stripping out some of the local or directional searches, other than that, what are some of the big things that you've seen changing with the SERP? We have seen a lot of changes within the categories. So like your basketball hoop example would be more of a category search. And with that, you do also see the increasing presence and shifts within the SERP of having these more featured snippets. We've talked about, and we'll talk actually a little later in this week, also about the impact of Google Shopping. But now you have big modules kind of within the SERPs that have popular products, similar related products. And we saw this actually earlier on when Google initially launched the paid Google Shopping ads for PLAs. So we see that basically a lot of the changes in the experience start on more of the product page level. And then as they evolve that, then you see it bleed over into the category page. So if I'm looking at category pages now, we have some of those elements that I just mentioned, and you're seeing it kind of creep in more and more. 
but I think it's really, really heightened and it's really visible, especially when you're putting in like a product name. So if you're on your kind of entire buyer's journey, you're going to do first, like what's the best type of basketball hoop that I can buy for my kids. And then you're kind of honing in, you might do a few searches around general terms, like basketball hoops, portable basketball hoops, some modifiers like that. And then you might eventually kind of lean into like, okay, I've identified, I want this particular brand. And then you start doing that. And that's where the experience really changes and where you see this product knowledge graph that is predominantly driven by schema markup. And so it's really heightening how we're optimizing both product pages. And it's my assumption that we're also going to see that further kind of evolve and change in the category pages. And a lot of that is as they kind of, as Google increases their inventory and their structured data around these experiences and these searches, they can now have something to fill and they open up their options that they can introduce into the SERPs. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So Tyson, I guess the big question for me, we talked about Google's changes to the SERP from last year, some of the user behavior shifts, also potentially their competition with Amazon. If people are starting to search more for products with the idea of buying online as opposed to buying in physical stores. How do you think Google is going to reallocate the real estate of the SERP moving forward to not only continue to capture more of the demand, but also to compete with Amazon? I believe that there's going to be more of this blending between paid and organic in the SERPs itself. We know that Google has this interest from the ad revenue. And we see both on desktop and especially on mobile, this increasing kind of presence. And so they have the financial interest in regards to that. But then they also have what the overall experience is, and that comes more to this competition with Amazon. So as they're increasing their inventory, I would anticipate you're still going to see this strong paid presence, but then you're going to see this bleed over area. And if they know, hey, someone's searching for whatever Spalding basketball hoop, well, you're going to have kind of the prioritization and you're going to have the presence of the paid ads within that. They know enough of what you're looking for to then pull the elements from the individual pages to own the experience a little bit more. And then from that, it's going to change and kind of shift again, like how we're optimizing for it. 
So it's like when you're looking at these different pages, like the importance of the reviews markup, the image markup for it, pricing, delivery options, having those details and those pieces in your product feeds. So then also when you're clicking through and say like you do a category search and then you click on the popular basketball hoops, now it throws you into that experience where now you're going to see all the given listings to that whatever brand, which is then also pulling from your product feed. So I know we'll talk about the product fees a little bit later, but in some ways it's evolving how we compete because it's increasing the importance of structured data and schema markup. But it's also when we look at the product feeds is it's kind of taking us back to almost some older SEO tactics, because when you're optimizing in a product feed, you don't have as many levers as you might have when you're optimizing an actual URL. I agree with you. And in the sense that I'm not exactly sure how they're going to reallocate the real estate of the SERP, but I do believe that Amazon and Google are kind of going at each other's throats right now. And Amazon has taken a fair amount of market share from Google in the sense of that product advertising. And so we're seeing more people spend their budgets advertising their products on Amazon as opposed to going to Google to try to drive that top of funnel demand. On the flip side, my guess is what Google's strategy is going to be is to whether it's building more, you know, I'm using air quotes here, one-click functionality to get from whatever the search results are into a Google-driven buying experience, very similar to Amazon. Amazon is going to step into the advertising lane and take market share from Google. My guess is Google is going to do the same thing and try to basically capture some of the e-commerce conversions, some of the actual transaction revenue from Amazon. And we're seeing similar things with Walmart and Target are starting to sell advertising as well. So I think that that's just kind of the table stakes for the advertising and e-commerce platforms. And I don't think Google will be any different. I totally agree with that, Ben. And I think you're going to have this monetization within those other platforms. But I think as Google basically wants to own the experience is you're going to see more interactions and more clicks within the SERPs versus driving to a website. And again, kind of going back to different product searches and you see it where they funnel you into these product pages, even from category or general searches. And then once you're there, you're having more interactive elements. Like I just randomly pulled up here some running shoes. And then within that, once you kind of land on a given brand model, you're even able to kind of scroll through, select sizes, navigate it. You have like a huge expansion of reviews. And you're a good three swipes down the mobile experience before you see the organic listings. Yeah. I think that what happens on the SERP is not necessarily what's shown to you when you enter your search query. I think what's going to change is the depth of the search, how much you can actually do on the Google page as opposed to being navigated away to a third-party brand. One more piece that I would like say or advise kind of to SEOs is as we know this experience is changing and you have more interactions on the SERPs to also reflect that in your reporting. So most of the time we report into the organization and we say like, hey, this is the amount of sessions that we generated. This is the amount of revenue. But I would actually really encourage people to start reporting on things like impressions and not just impressions from, hey, I got this from Search Console, but also taking the search volume of different keywords for it. If you are in some of those featured snippets or in the schema markup areas, start reporting on the impressions of it. Because now you can tell a more complete story to the organization and you're also not as like pigeonholed into two KPIs 
So you have a bit more options to then tell the story and also like articulate what's really going on in the space to the executives and the other stakeholders in your organization. I think that's great advice. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, who's the VP of Services for Search Metrics. Join us again tomorrow when Tyson and I discuss product feeds and Google Shopping. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com, or his personal website, which is tysonstockton.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out to us on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. (music) 